Welcome to Stark Villains. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Beanwell. I am joined, as always, by at the dude MSU. And today we have a special guest for a special episode. You may know him from Twitter, um, as all of our, as all of us are on Twitter. Um, he runs the Sidelines Mississippi State account, and we're just going to call him Sidelines. So, Sidelines, thank you for joining us today. You're our first ever guest. Yeah, I figured where last week I kind of derailed things with some impromptu news. I could at least be courteous <laughs> enough to hop on here and fill the airwaves. Yes, we are very happy that you're here. This is going to be a great episode. We've got a great episode for you guys uh, today. And today, by the way, that you're hearing this is going to be Wednesday, December 13th. Um, of course, now we're recording this on the 12th. And um, a year ago today um, was a uh, a sad day for the Mississippi State family, which, of course, we're all a part of. Um, a year ago today, we lost um, head coach, head football coach, uh, Mike Leach, um, and I saw someone, I don't remember who it was on Twitter, they said the game has just not been the same since he's gone. Um, you know, we, me and uh, me and Sidelines were talking just before we started recording about uh, how how it was crazy how much Starkville loved him in the short amount of time that he was here. Because that's just, it just seems like that was the kind of person I don't do any of us have like an actual interaction with, with coach Leach. I know I don't, uh, does anyone by chance? I do not. No, okay. I fortunately do not either. But it's, but when you hear, like, I remember, um, whenever whenever the news broke that he had passed away, all these stories started flooding in, and we were like, wow, this is, like, a lot bigger. Like, th- like he is a, a lot bigger than just a college football coach. Like, he was a personality. And um, I, it's, it's a wonder that he came to us. And uh, just real quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's very sad stuff. We haven't even done our, in- our normal intro or anything like that. But – Guys, I was wondering, do you have a favorite Mike Leach memory? Because I have one, and it's probably the most infuriating one. Um, that's well, at the time it was infuriating, but man, at the moment, in the moment, it was uh, very, very, very funny. But I want to open the floor for someone else uh, to go before I do. I'll steal the show first. Get it. So uh, obviously, I not only do I cover. Mississippi State, but I cover nationally college football. And this is more of a broad stroke here, but hearing how much he had just – he had involvement in so many different different programs, whether it's just the, the basic play calling of, of the air raid and so many different modern adaptations of it and just seeing how, the impact he had on people that you didn't even know there was a connection with. Uh, that was just amazing to me seeing that. And then more directly with Mississippi State, I think my favorite moment with Mike Leach on the sidelines was the the classic uh, folding the chairs and throwing them on the on the pile. Um, just that that whole, the whole the whole premise around why he did that was just very comical to me. Calling out his wide receivers, mm-hmm. then throwing the chairs down, just just definitely Mike Mike Leach esque. So 
That's great. Dude, what you got for us? Uh, so I kind of – it's hard to choose one story. Um, yes. But there's there's so many good ones. The candy corn has to be up there, just that entire interview. Uh, mm-hmm. The interview with the with the young woman announcer about the going to elope instead of getting married. That was as that was a pretty funny one. Um, yeah. But I, I think the the best one was the interview with the the fat little girlfriends drinking lemonade under the shade tree. <laughs> uh, I think that that might just take the cake as my favorite just sound bite from him. That little clip from that interview. Uh, I believe that's from the same game that he threw the chairs down. I think mistaken. it is. I believe um, it is. So just that makes it even better. But I I like the the chairs throwing that and just that little sound bite of the we didn't do a good enough job of getting our points across. They were too focused on their fat little girlfriends drinking lemonade under shade tree. That's just that that's cracked me up and one of my favorite memories of him. So good. Um I love all those, but for me personally, the one that is just, it's timeless. It, it used to make me angry, but now I, all I can do is look back and smile whenever we beat LSU in his first game and announced that the air raid had arrived to the SEC. We thought we were in for another 2014 year. We were so, so wrong. We were so wrong, folks. And... I don't know whether it was Mississippi State's idea or whether it was Leach's idea. I like to think it's Le- it was Leach's idea. But they shoot that little video of him riding a bandwagon to, like, saying, like, looking for a bandwagon? Hop on. It's just the right amount of goofy and silly and stupid that ended up biting us in the tail exactly six days later. But man, it's just like looking back on it, it just makes me laugh and smile. I love, I love, love, love that video. And anytime, anytime it gets retweeted onto my timeline, I am retweeting it no matter what. I love that video so much. That's my favorite Mike Leach moment, I think, just because of how goofy it is. That's a good but one. yeah, but again, we just uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach. You are forever be missing the world of college football um guys we've got a great episode for you today we hope you enjoy it stick around this is stark villains welcome to stark villains Welcome to Stark Villains, guys. It is going to be a fun, fun episode. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of college football transfer news, even some that's coming in today. Um, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. This is uh, We are joined today by At The Dude MSU. And, of course, our special guest, Sidelines, uh, hashtag Hail State, um, it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be fun to get some fresh insight. Um, going to be a lot of fun. So we are talking transfer portal news. Mississippi State looks to have hit some big uh, some big pickups this week. Um, I, I, I uh, Hold on. Oh, my notes just went away. 
Hang on. Uh, we actually, believe it or not, we do take notes uh, for this podcast. So I almost called him Martin Van Buren, and I know that's not right. <laughs> I know that's a president. I know that's a president. Um, is it Mike Van Buren? I, I am blanking on his first name. It's Michael. It is Michael. Okay. Pick up a uh, four-star quarterback, or did he get moved down to three? I think he's a composite four-star, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Then we're going to say it's four. Four-star quarterback uh, commits to Mississippi State. We've got receivers coming in. We've got receivers crystal balled to us. We've got uh, high school commitments that look like they actually might be uh, working out in our favor. Guys, dare I say, Levy's cooking. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's nice to see – with what we've seen over the past year, it's really nice to see these guys come in who are on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, yes. Some some people who can actually move the ball down the field is I, – I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when I see a drop back pass go for 40, 50 yards. Like, mm. I remember, remember seeing Tulu get those catches in the uh, South Carolina game, and it was just – I didn't think I was watching Mississippi State football, so it's going to be nice to see those type of plays in the new offense. So, really looking forward to some of these guys that they're rumored to be bringing in, and some of the guys who are coming in for a visit this weekend. So, yep. hopefully, hopefully we get seen or we get more guys coming in to help this team get past the supposed four and four and seven or four and eight, whatever the heck they're talking about right now. Yeah, I so I'm looking at uh, according to 24/7 Sports, uh, Mississippi State is currently ranked 37 overall, um, uh, as far as recruiting classes with 16 hard commits, including Jimothy Lewis, JJ Harrell, Mario uh, Mario Craver. That was a big one we picked up this week. Uh, Michael Van Buren, of course. Um, uh, Jacory, I hope I'm not saying this wrong. Uh, Witted, I believe it's right. Xavier Gayton, Tyler Woodard. I mean, just a lot of three stars, a lot of four stars. Um, and we're also getting uh, Blake Shapin from Baylor, who looks to be – he looks to be um, – uh, looks to be – looks like he's going to be the backup quarterback, it seems, right? Does that – I mean, that's that's probably fair, right? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You think it's going to be a competition? I think there's going to be some hope that he uh, that he can push the, the, the people who are on the roster currently to get better, and there's still that outlying hope that we land some more transfer portal guys. But mm-hmm. you know, unofficially, we'll say that he's going to be the guy who's expected to lead the pack. That would be my assumption. Now, you're our national football guy in the group chat. What Have we heard anything new about uh, uh, DJ from Oregon State? I, I have not heard a darn thing, to be honest with you. Like, aside from whoever it was that put out the graphic that he was supposedly picking between us and Florida State, that that's about as much as I've heard. Whoever he's got in his circle are really tight-lipped, and that's that's great for him, but sucks for right. us. Right, right, right. So we're just left to assume. Um, but um... – you know what? You know, as far as you know, last year, of course, uh, this is a different situation. This is a much different situation that we're in as of this this moment last year. But um, you know, 
you know, how does this come kind of compare to different uh, transfer portals uh, that Mississippi State's um, had? I mean, it seems more active and more uh, positive for us. Yeah, overall, I mean, with the, I mean, if we're being honest, last year losing Coach Leach and then putting Arnett in place, it was more of an interim move with a with a long term contract involved just to make sure we didn't lose recruits. Right. Um, the reality is, is is Levy's coming in and he's he's getting things in place for long term success. So what we're seeing right now, I think we got. Uh, I think we might have just eclipsed 15 players in the portal. Um, but we're the reality is, is you're going to have 30-plus new faces contributing to this team next year. Mm-hmm. And with the slow movement of the transfer portal, it's going to be relying on a lot of these guys that were on the roster this year stepping up. And a lot of these high school kids coming in maybe getting some substantial playing time. So the overall portal is huge. It's been huge growth in comparison to last year. I think on day one, there were almost as many players in the portal as all of last year. So it's it's crazy to see this movement. But the good news, especially for Mississippi State and other smaller programs in these power conferences, is some of these guys are going to go into the portal thinking they're going to land at Alabama or Ohio State or wherever it is you want to mention, and they're going to have to settle for a smaller school like Mississippi State and that's where you can get these guys who are diamonds in the rough or out there to prove that, hey, you know, these guys overlook me. Let me go in and show them up every down. That's great. Um, so, of course, we talked about Mississippi State being a, a small fish in a big pond, uh, so to speak. Um, are there any other big big uh, moves as far as the transportal that you think they need to do? Obviously, O-line probably needs to get cleaned up a little bit. I think um, unless it's just people saying, oh, we should get this guy, which I've seen that a bunch of times. But like, is there anybody as far as either line offensive or defensive that we're taking a hard look at? Because I know we're losing a lot of uh, firepower on the defensive on the defensive side of the ball. So Uh, the biggest the biggest known name, I think, is the the kid who visited last week from North Texas, their center. Mm I've actually been chatting with him off and on, but he's got some more visits lined up. But from what he told me, he was very pleased with his visit to, to Starkville. He, he was ecstatic about the staff. So I would lean towards he's going to commit, but obviously we never know anything until it's until it's significantly proven, whether it's a graphic or whether it's right. him coming out and saying something. But obviously, like the big thing we needed last year was, was pass rush, and we didn't get a whole lot of that. So I'm – sure that coach Turner is going to be focusing on that and and we heard a name tonight in our group chat and I don't know if he'll be a huge contributor right away but it's it's nice to see that they're letting Turner get his guys and and bring them in and hopefully we get some more pieces in there's one name that I would really like but I think it might be shooting out of our range but the the kid from UTEP he is I think he's rumored to go to Texas but you know if we if we can't land a, a big name quarterback, you know we're going to have some money burning a hole in our pocket. You might as well go out and get it on somebody who can make a, make an impact, and that guy could definitely make an impact. So, no way, no. I'm sorry. We've got un- very unfortunate breaking news. This sucks. If you're a fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine, I'm. This is completely off the hub. I'm sorry. 
Uh, if you're a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I have very, very sad news to share this evening. Um, Andre uh, Brower, I might be saying his name wrong. Uh, he is the police chief from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He has passed away. Um, that sucks. Oh, my gosh. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is so sad. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we, we can't get through a single podcast without news just interrupting everything that is my bad i just saw that and i was like that sucks really nice. okay just for the record that one wasn't my fault no it was not that was um that was uh my phone not being on do not disturb's fault um let me go ahead and just while it's on my mind that stinks i can't get over that it sucks um so yeah so mississippi state is looking good in the in the transfer portal a team uh, that we are very familiar with that also looks pretty good uh is the Ole miss Rebels. They obviously, uh, if the playoff would have, if the playoff would have been twelve teams this year, they would have been in. I mean, it's not unreasonable to think that they are reloading for next year. They're bringing a lot of talent back. They are bringing in a lot of talent, including uh, big pieces like Jackson Dart uh, and Judkins, of course, who is only a uh, sophomore. Well, he he will be a junior next year. Um, do we think Ole Miss really has a chance at the playoff next year? If you got something to say, dude, you may want to go first because people aren't going to like what I have to say about that. Um, I, you have to respect that they're a, a very talented team. Uh, bringing back, I want to say like they're what top four or five contributors on the offense. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what their O line situation is, but their skill position group from quarterback to running back, receivers, and even tight end is all what they're returning is very solid. Um, and when you do that, have that much come back from a 10 and 2 team, you really shouldn't be too much far off from 10 and 2 again. Uh, so I, I don't want to say they're for sure a lock in the playoffs, but they're definitely going to be in the conversation all year like they have been this year. Because um, that, that's been the conversation is, oh, they're not going to be in the in the top four, but if it was, if the 12 man was this year, we'd be in and mm-hmm. you have to agree with them because whether you want to say it's a down year and all the conferences, except for like the pac 12 or whatever, they're one of the top 12 teams in the nation this year. You can't really deny that the two losses are to Georgia and Alabama. Um, that's the number four and the number six team in the nation. They're really good teams. Uh, so I, I do think they are one of the best 12 teams in the nation this year, and they shouldn't be too far off of it next year. Um, but anything could happen. So Yes. And their schedule, their, their out-of-conference is uh, laughably Charmin-like. They have Furman, Middle Tennessee, at Wake Forest, and Georgia Southern for their out-of-conference next year. That'll help them a lot. Um, yes, it will. They barely escaped Tulane this year, which really could have yeah. derailed their season early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got through that. And outside of a couple games, they really didn't have that tough of a schedule this year. Um, but I, I think next year, it, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next year. It's a long ways away, but I wouldn't be surprised either way if they're in the conversation in it or if they're not even close. Yeah, anything can happen. And I will say their SEC schedule is kind of tough. They they have Kentucky at home. They're going on the road to South Carolina, which is not an easy place to win. 
they're going to Death Valley. Uh, I would imagine this probably gonna be a night game. It's more times than not that's a night game. Yeah. Uh, they play. They host Oklahoma. They are going to Arkansas. They host Georgia. They go to the swamp, and then they and then uh, they host Mississippi State. Uh, hopefully on Saturday. Um, it's it's not as bad as some of the other schedules we've seen in the SEC for next year, but ooh, I mean they've got they've got some tough ones. That Georgia and Oklahoma and LSU kind of sticks in my head as far as like some tough tough games. They don't get the freebie and bandy that they always get, but nope. I mean they get to play sure. Arkansas, so that's about as close as you can get this year and next. Year. That's true. And I mean, let's be honest, South Carolina next year is yeah. is going to be a joke. Yeah. Um, it's you could even pencil in two losses there. You you pick Georgia, just assuming it's going to be Georgia, and then mm-hmm. at LSU, even if you're just assuming that they're still probably going to get into the playoff with with what they have on the on their schedule. And then not to even mention the guys that they're they're being mentioned with in this portal. It's it's nuts. Their offense is is going to be crazy. Jackson Dart might legitimately have a chance at the Heisman next year. Yep, that's... You're bringing in the weapons that he had this year. Um, I think you're you're losing one guy to the NFL, potentially bringing in Juice Wells. If they can solidify that offense, it's going to be miserable on Twitter. And that's that's putting it nice. Uh, but they've got some good pieces that they're, they're pushing hard on for defensive ends and, and defensive line. They've already landed a couple DBs. They've landed a lot, the top linebacker in the portal. I, I, somebody, somebody tag KJ in this because he's gonna he's gonna want all of this for father. Jeezel <laughs> Pete's, I'm I'm scared of the the ceiling for Ole Miss next year, and if I'm gonna be able to handle all of that in my mentions. Yeah, I uh, I, I am married to an Ole Miss fan, um, so this year has been she's been gracious. She's not been too crazy. Um, in my face about it. Her family, however, is giving me a lot of grief. But you tell Brother um, Bean if he ever gives you crap, he can come talk to me. <laughs> I will say he is he always recognizes that I'm a very level headed state fan. Um so Brother Bean doesn't really give me any any real problems. He'll he'll rib me a little bit every now and again if we lose a game, but like when we lost to Southern, he kinda he gave it to me pretty good. But um for the most part he's pretty he's pretty nice about everything. We'll we'll yeah, he's he's pretty good most of the time, but yeah, I I I think I agree. Ole Miss is could be a very serious problem next year, especially not having to play. Uh, I know they had played Georgia, but like not having to play Alabama, which always seems to have their number. Um, that's that's scary. That's scary. They don't have to play a team like uh like Bama like they do every year, which we don't either. But we played. Uh, who do we play actually? Now that I've said that out loud. We play Texas, Florida, Georgia, mm. Ole Miss. I think those are the road games. And then we played Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, and uh, there's one more. We've so out of conference. We've got Eastern Kentucky at Arizona State. What is up with Mississippi State uh, scheduling these cross country road games? I don't understand. Um, those were the Toledo. Mike Leach special, weren't they? Yeah, yeah those have been scheduled for a long time. Um, yeah. A couple years now. Toledo, then we go to Georgia. That sucks. We play UMass, 
We play uh, at Ole Miss, Arkansas, Florida, Mizzou, A&M, at Tennessee, which I'm going to with my father-in-law, and then uh, at Texas. That sucks. Our road games are crazy. At Georgia, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, at Texas. Good God. Yeah, what it, it's, it's good that you have that that way because you want – if you're going to play on the road, you don't want the teams that have a good home field advantage to take, adva- take, take advantage of you, like South Carolina this year. Um, yeah. I'd rather go on the road and get thumped than lose to a team I shouldn't. That's fair. I think it's good for character building. I mean, people laugh at that, but that's that's a real thing, going into a tough environment like that and getting meaningful mm-hmm. experience. And, I mean, our team's probably going to be – fairly young unless we get a lot more action in the portal. Uh, the team's going to be pretty young because we're going to be relying on a lot of guys that are already in-house and a lot of high school guys, it seems like. So going into those environments and getting that experience is really going to be helpful. Um, and it's a good first year for Levy because, I mean, what if he goes into one of those places and wins? Mm-hmm. And that, that looks even better. And you put up a show and don't get just skull drug. That's – I don't think anything bad could happen outside of injuries. I, I think it's just a good situation to be in, whether it be just getting the experience from that good of competition or just the publicity of winning in that situation and in, in that big of an environment. I am I'm saying now on this episode of Stark Villains on December twelfth, just mark me down for this. I think our floor is Seven and five. I think that's, I think the, that's the floor. The floor? I think so. Can because I have, can I have what you're drinking? <laughs> so listen, Eastern Kentucky, Arizona State, Toledo, UMass. We got four right there. Toledo's oh, a good team. Hold on, hold on. Toledo. Toledo is a good team. They're what eleven and two. Yeah, they they were decent this year. They 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 killed me as a gambler, um, but you mm. know they, they won. So that's a, it's a pretty respectable team. Now they are losing their starting quarterback. He's in the portal right now. One guy that was linked to Mississippi State for a minute, but you know that's that's not a team you want to necessarily sleep on. Jason Candle up there. He's the coach. He's he does a good job. So don't don't chalk that one up as a W just yet. Okay, that's fair. So I'll take one away. But then now Arkansas, I I don't see any indication they're going to be better. Um, no, they're going to be I, so I, much worse. They're going to be really bad. Especially if they lose KJ, if they end up, which I think he is leaving. But, oh, he's gone. And we have Arkansas at home too. I think that's a win. Yeah. yeah then K- we have KJ's Florida out of there because they just got Boston or not Boston, Boise State's uh, quarterback to come in. Yeah. So he, that Boise State kid will be the starter next year for sure. KJ's gone. I, Rocket Sanders is gone. Their best linebacker's gone, along with a lot of other guys. A really good high school commit that's six foot seven wide receiver slash tight end just decommitted from them. Uh, so yeah, it's a dumpster fire up in Fayetteville. I think I don't think Florida. I think I think we can beat Florida next year. Uh, we, we have them at home. One hundred percent. So so that's five. The thing you'll have to worry about there is Florida State. Florida is going to get drug in almost every game they play next year, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a quote unquote winnable game in their eyes. So they yeah. might have to. They might have to pull up the pants and then put on the bootstraps and whatever else you want to, whatever other terrible phrase you want to say, but they might, they might show up for that one. So be I might, 
I, uh, I, I think that'll, I, that, I need that one to be a night game. I need that Florida game to be a night game. That just seems like a night game to me. Ooh, Arkansas seems like an 11 a.m. kickoff. The, the new just... LED for the, for the Gators in town. Mm, I like it. Also hot take. I think Missouri is going to be really bad next year. Um, I think they're going to regress greatly. Uh, and we got them at home again. These, these games that I think that we really need to win. Like, I don't like, I think we're going to go on the road and get, get thumped by Texas. I think Texas is going to be really good next year. I think they're, I mean, I think they're fantastic this year. Tennessee will be an interesting one. That's one of those road games. You're like, okay, we, depending on how the season goes and how late we have them, that one, we might, that one might be a fun one to be at. I don't know. I'm not sure if Missouri is going to be significantly worse. I mean, they are 10 and two this year and they got a good team. mm -hmm. Uh, it's a fairly old team. I want to say their quarterback is leaving. Um, he'll be out of eligibility, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Their starting running back is going to be gone, but they still have a pretty good one. It's back up. They just got one from Georgia State that was really, really good pickup for them. Uh, but I, I think Drinkwitz is doing something up in, in Como. Um, so I, I wouldn't count them as a win, but I think we could definitely compete with them year one. It's not going to be one where oh they're just they're going to roll yeah. over us, but I think I could definitely see State being competitive in that ball game. Yeah, and the fact that it's at home is what has given me a yeah. little bit of confidence. Yeah, they're they're getting their quarterback is only a junior, surprisingly. Oh, and they just got the top running back out of the portal. Yeah. They're bringing back the same pieces unless something changes. Where they're going to have concerns is defense. Now I always misjudge Missouri because I have a unnecessary hatred for them. I don't know why it's just there. So I picked them to be bad this year. I'm probably going to pick them to be bad next year, which means they're probably going to be good. Um, But like we said earlier, the games that you want to have at home, we have at home this year. So the games that we could win with the the crowd behind the team, those are, these are the teams on our schedule that you want to see play at home. You want the toss up games at home. Yes. Yes. So, okay, if we're going by that. Um, okay, well, first of all, A&M, I know they have a new coach. Uh, I don't know. Maybe things could get weird. Maybe we beat A&M again at home like we, we, we tend to do a lot of the time. But I'll still put that one as like a 50-50. Mizzou, we get, I'll, I'll say Mizzou, we can at least be competitive, so I won't count that one as a full win. But Florida, Arkansas, UMass, Toledo – I'm still going to count Toledo, Arizona State, and Eastern Kentucky. That's six there. Yeah, and then I think we can steal like a an A and M or a, a Tennessee. I think the more realistic floor just, I just because I don't know what the roster is going to be like. In my opinion, true, it's that five and seven, six and six range. Um, I think we can realistically. I think we can. I hope we can get all four of the nine conference games. Um, Toledo. Uh, depending on what they bring back, they're a good team. So you can't just say, oh, it's a, a guaranteed win. But you'd like to hope that a SEC team could handle a G5 team easily. Right. Uh, so I think it's safe to, to count those four. And then the Georgia – or not the Georgia, the Arkansas-Florida. <laughs> um, I think those are two pretty safe picks because both of those programs are in shambles right now. And yeah. depending on when we play them – which we'll find out tomorrow at eight o'clock. Oh, is that tomorrow? It is the SEC schedule oh, man. tomorrow. 
Um, so if we catch one of them later in the year, they might not have a head coach. So that's true. A, Especially you, Arkansas. You hope you catch them the, the week after. Um, so they don't have time for the interim to get fired up like Cadillac did with Auburn right. uh, two years ago. But, yeah, there's always that chance that we just catch them without a coach because I don't think either one of those coaches save their jobs. And then you'll have the other toss-up games, the rest of the the six SEC games outside of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think they all could be toss-ups. It de- it depends on what kind of product we put on the field because if it's if it's similar to what we did this year, which I don't think it will, um, then I think we're in for another bad year. But I I think a, a realistic okay if I'm walking myself off the off the plank instead of jumping off the edge, I think a true floor is six and six. I think a ceiling, mm, you lose to Texas, you lose to Georgia, and then the egg bowl is always weird. I think I think either eight or nine. I think I can be talked into nine, but I like eight and four. I think a little bit better is a ceiling. I think nine is nine stretch. Everything has to fall. Yeah, Yeah. everything has to fall right. Um, But I could I could be talked into eight wins. I think more realistically, we're going to get six and then play a bowl. I think that's my opinion. But yeah, I like that. What say you, sideline? What's your floor and ceiling for next year? Well, I have to appease those who said I had the poor old state mentality. I honestly think the floor could be three. Oh. That's that's looking at it as it is right now. Um, So not knowing what the offensive line is going to be, because I don't know, but maybe two guys that are coming back. I'm not sure. Um, But we lost all of our impact players on the defense. We lost everybody on the offense. So – knowing what this is three three feels like a a poor old state floor for me um losing one of them between arizona state because you're at arizona state and maybe toledo i don't think you lose both i think you could lose one um ceiling uh, i really need to see what this this kid's name is i can't pronounce for tennessee and you see how good he is um that, that new quarterback they've got, no, if he's as good as he said that they say, then eight wins um, is eight. Eight wins is probably my ceiling, I'll knowing swing. what I know. That's fair, and look, he's he's got sources. So I, I'm like I'm a little more scared about the season now that we've said this out loud. Um, yikes, very scary, but still exciting because it's kind of it's kind of just this unknown course new coach new offense i assume it better be um well i mean you could look at it like this if you don't cream eastern kentucky because realistically eastern kentucky is picking up the no star and three star guys that kentucky casts away if you can't beat that formidably then you should probably be concerned with going to arizona and then you know, are going to have that Toledo game because I think those are your first three, if I if I remember right. But if if you don't feel good about it through those first three games, we may have another long season in front of us. We're going to focus on a lot of high school recruiting. Yeah, that's that's always a fun time to get to, especially in week four, because I I would assume those would be uh, uh, early season. But anywho's um, other big portal news. Dylan Gabriel committed somewhere, right? After he, after I saw it wasn't state, I kind of lost interest. But where did he go? 
Oregon. I told you first. I told you first. Oregon. You did. You did tell us first. That's what ruined the podcast last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. But. Yep, that's what I'm here for. You didn't bring me in for content. I'm here to make up for the fact that I ruined last week. That's true. Um, so Oregon, they got they ended up getting the successor to uh, Bo Nix. He's going to be good. I think he's going to be really, really good next year. Um, are there any other big, just huge names that have uh, moved on? Of course, I say big names, but Will Rogers and uh, Woody Marks are uh, giving a visit to Washington this weekend. Yeah. Are you They're looking for up- the officials or are you looking for crystal balls? Give, let's start with the officials, and then we'll move to Crystal Balls. So the almost official is one of the guys that we were mentioning as a possible QB for Mississippi State. Uh, Kyle McCord from Ohio State is expected to announce by the weekend that he's going into Nebraska. Uh, okay. Riley Leonard, quarterback from Duke, he I think it was today said that he was going to Notre Dame officially. It was the worst-kept secret. I saw that, actually. Um, one, of the top, one of the top corners uh, from Clemson, Tor- Toriano Pride, I think is how you pronounce his name. He committed to Missouri the other day. Uh, obviously, another QB, Brock Vandergriff, mentioned with State for a little bit. He committed to Kentucky over the weekend last week. I think it's you had the North Texas quarterback come into Cal, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I thought I saw that. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Mentioned it earlier. The linebacker from Arkansas went, went to Ole Miss. AM lost a pretty good wide receiver based off potential to Kentucky. I think it's oh, Tyler Van Dyke, who was also linked to Mississippi State. He just committed to Wisconsin. So don't worry, we don't have to cry over that. Uh, yeah. That that's a that's a blessing in disguise, everybody. But I think that's about it for the the biggest of names. You got a couple crystal balls that are supposedly coming up here soon, but you know that that's that is what it is. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, so that's kind of where we're at as far as college football transfer portal right now. Uh, real quickly, of course, we're not doing spreads on these. We've got eight. College football bowl games this weekend. Life is good. Life is fantastic. Take a deep breath. We're almost out of college football. That makes me very, very sad. But bowl season is my favorite. So, of course, there's no Mississippi State in it this year. Sad times all around. But we still have wonderful things such as, and I need your picks for this, guys, the Myrtle Beach Bowl between Ohio and and Georgia Southern, what say you? I am going Georgia Southern all the way. Uh, Ohio Ohio's lost everything on offense. Their defense is good, but Georgia Southern is is going to win, and they should win by at least a touchdown, I would guess. I'm also taking Georgia Southern. Yeah, I think that's who I would take. Uh, I saw – was it Ohio's quarterback that entered the portal? Uh, quarterback – Top two running backs. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a lot of their teams not going to be playing in this ball game, so you got to go with Georgia Southern in this one. Then I give you the Celebration Bowl, which I believe is between uh, HBCUs. Is that correct? Am I right about that? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, Florida A and M taking on Howard in New Orleans. 
Is it New Orleans? Yes. No, no, it's Vegas, isn't it? It's Atlanta. Oh, I'm wrong about everything. I thought it was in New Orleans. My bad. Okay. It's it's in a big NFL stadium, is, is my point. Yeah. It's one of the stadiums um, named after a car company. Oh, dang, it's true. <laughs> um, okay. I uh, uh, Run Your Pool has Florida A&M as the favorites here. I think I'm just going to roll with Florida A&M in this game. I don't really know. Yeah. A&M is significantly better. Yes. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Um, we've got a team that deserves to be here in this next bowl, in the New Orleans Bowl. We've got uh, Jacksonville State. Good for them. Glad they made a bowl. Uh, taking on the Ragin' Cajuns. Um it, I feel like Louisiana uh, is the or should should win, even though Jacksonville State is the is the favorite. This is Jacksonville State's first bowl, right? Yes, correct. Give me Jacksonville State. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm liking Jack State in this one. Yeah, I picked uh, Jacksonville State to give the Battle of the Gamecocks a few weeks ago, the, the ultimate test. So I'm going to rely on Zion Webb and Jacksonville State here to pull it out against good defense in Louisiana. Beautiful. In the Cure Bowl, this is actually like the first, like, oh, this is a fun bowl. Like, this is the first one of this match. I give you Appalachian State taking on Miami, Ohio in the Cure Bowl. I-L-O-V-E Appalachian State for beating Texas A&M last year. They'll always have my heart. Give me Appalachian State. Yep, Appalachian State. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not a lot to say about that one. New Mexico – I don't like how they do this. The New Mexico Bowl is going to feature New Mexico State and Fresno State. It is a home game for New Mexico State. They should not lose this game. Give, give me New Mexico State. I hate to pick favorites here, but uh, – Fresno State doesn't doesn't have a quarterback. Ah, that'll do it. Pavia for New Mexico State got hurt. I don't know what the severity is. This is not going to be nearly as exciting as it could have been. I'm actually going to lean towards Fresno State. Oh. Not confident about it, though. Okay. Dude, what say you? Uh, I think I'm going to go with New Mexico State just because of the location of it. Um, Yep. Normally, bowls like this with the smaller schools, the smaller bowls, that the location comes in play more so than in the bigger ones. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the only thing I know right off the top of my head right now. I haven't done my normal research that I have for uh, for all the bowl games, so I'm just kind of going right into it. But yeah, I think I'd pick New Mexico State in this one. Okay, in the is it the Jimmy Kimmel? No, it's the LA Bowl hosted by Gronk. That's what it is this year, which is the worst thing ever. Um, it's UCLA versus Boise State. Um, again, it's a it's a it's another home game. Um, UCLA is. I don't feel like they're very good though, but I know Boise State's not very good either. Boise State has a running back that can run from here to Africa. Like, give me, gym. give me Boise State. I will write off that information. Yeah, UCLA lost their defensive coordinator. They have no confidence in their head coach. They lost the quarterback that was supposed to be the future. Uh, I'm going to ride with a broken Boise State team that just 
hired their interim coach and kept their their star running back. That's that's where I'm going. I think I got to go Boise State off of that information as well. Uh, give me the under. They are the underdog, right? UCLA is favored. Yes, UCLA is favored. Uh, yeah, so give me the underdog in that. Interim turned head coach, gonna get the boys fired up. Give me, like give me it. the Boise State Broncos. Nice. Okay, we got two left. This is the last one that is on uh, that is on Saturday, and then we'll have one on Monday that we will be recording during. Well, actually, it'll be after the game, but we still need to react to it because it's on a Monday. Um, so we've got the Independence Bowl between Texas Tech and Cal. I think this is going to be a sneaky fun game for bowl season. Like it's going to be one of those games people point out and be like, "Hey, this is why we love bowl season." Give me Texas Tech because I ride with uh, the Pirates' former school, even though they did him dirty. Give me Texas Tech. I don't think I can name a player on either team anymore besides the Texas Tech running back. So uh, I'm going to go with recognition and just going to stay Texas Tech. Okay. I'm going to go Texas Tech simply because they played Oregon really close. Uh, I like their head coach. I think he's really good. Uh, So I I have faith in him. I don't know too much about Cal other than – Aaron Rodgers went there. Uh, so, That's correct, yes. So give me the Texas Tech Red Raiders in this one. Um, I do remember earlier in the year when me and uh, – when uh, Duty Noble Field and I were hosting spaces and we asked Air, the Arizona guy, uh, who's the Vanderbilt of the Pac-12, and he said, by a long shot, it's Cal. That's all I know about Cal. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, which I said, who is the, who is the Vanderbilt of – the Pac-12 and why is it Oregon State? I, by the way, side note: this this episode is dedicated to uh, at Beave. Lots of numbers. You suck, buddy, and I'm glad your account got suspended. Um, oh, you, you can add to the uh, the banning list. I saw that Ole Miss Muse got banned. The, the yeah, afternoon. So, man, what a day! It was such a good day to be alive. Like I don't I I like a lot of Ole Miss accounts. I think they do really funny stuff sometimes. But like that dude stinks. Like he's it's not funny if you're just hateful. Yeah, I'm I'm always on board for some some polite jabs and, and mm-hmm. jeering, but some people just take a little too far. Yep. hundred percent. Uh so uh rest in piss to both of those guys. I'm just gonna put that out there now. They suck and I'm glad they're off Twitter. I'm sure they'll be back, but still, I'm glad they're off Twitter for the time being. Sorry. Famous Toastery Bowl, which, by the way, that name also deeply sucks. This is a Monday game, uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. Gross. Old Dominion versus Western Kentucky. Give me the Hilltoppers. I love the Hilltoppers in this game. I'm going to pick the Hilltoppers because Old Dominion was – so sketchy this year but yes if uh if western kentucky doesn't wear their their big red helmet scheme where they had their mascot and all that was so cool yeah if they don't do that and then i'm gonna pick old dominion so uh, subject to change but toppers for now yeah i'm gonna go with western kentucky uh remember i want to say was it last year or two years ago where they had bailey zappy break the record um, for the most um, passing yards, it had to have been two years ago. I think it was two years. Yeah, yeah. It was two years. Yeah, um, Austin Reeds was the guy last year, and still the guy this year. Yeah. So give me, give me Western Kentucky in the air raid. Um, I think it's the closest thing that 
to the late Mike Leach. Uh, that's still out there. That's, you can call it a true air aid. So give me the give me the hilltoppers. Excellent. So those are our bowl game uh, picks for this weekend, guys. I hope you were keeping track of them because I'm only keeping track of my own. Um, if you want to, we'll actually tweet this link. I think I think we're actually okay with doing this. I, I we have a uh, a pick'em group. If you want to pick with us and pick uh, your bowl games with us, it's on uh, runyourpool.com or there's an app. We're gonna tweet the link. Pick your games along with us. See if you're smarter than us. You're not. We've forgotten more ball than you'll ever know. Um, but you can try. There's no there's no harm in trying. Facts. So. Uh, we're moving on to NFL, and I am. Before you move to... on to NFL, let me shameless yes. plug here. Plug. I I also run the uh, sidelines SEC account, so SSN SEC. We started a pick'em group in the ESPN poll. So if you want to throw your your wit against some more SEC fans and be able to talk trash, I will uh, retweet that link out here shortly after recording. I did not know that, dude. That's awesome. I'm. I love this whole like this past year. If I can be sentimental for a second, this all past year has just been a long series of like meeting really cool people that do really cool things with sports media, and it's been a blessing and a trip and a lot of fun. And I'm really appreciative of all of it. Sorry. Anyway, um, we are gonna talk a little in a go. But seriously, go follow the SEC sideline account. Do it right now. Um. If you're driving, if you're listening to this driving to work in the morning, pull your car over safely and then follow them on Twitter. Um, we've got the NFL fantasy playoffs start this week. I got in, not to brag, I got in by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> We're there. I lost four weeks in a row to start the playoff run, and I play the man that is sitting across from me, quote unquote, across from me in the playoffs to start uh, the playoff run. And I'm actually going to give that man the reins because I, I'm going to put my hand up and be very honest right now. I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So I'm going to give him the reins and he's going to lead this fantasy talk for a little bit along with our friend sidelines. So being well, we'll be back, but sir, take it away. I'll jump back in and we'll have uh, some more fun here shortly. Uh, so we just kind of wanted to go over some position groups and some guys to look out for. Uh, if you have them, you can have a little bit more confidence in them going into the playoffs. Uh, a lot of formats do start this week. Some start next week, just depending on the league. Some go 15, 16, 17. Some leagues play in week 18. I particularly don't like the leagues that play in week 18 because there's a lot of teams that just don't play and a lot of teams that just give up because uh, they either have their spot secured or – their position won't change. Um, so just jumping right into it, quarterback, some of the favorable matchups that you kind of want to – you can have more confidence in your guys is Dax playing insane right now. Um, so you can have a lot of confidence in him. He has a really good schedule going forward. And then a couple guys that might be on the fringe that have kind of stepped up in the past couple weeks that have probably found their way onto some teams that barely snuck into the playoffs, C.J. Stroud and Russell Wilson. Um, I think those two guys have really good playoff schedule going forward. I know I'm trusting them in a couple leagues that I'm in. Uh, and then some sleeper guys that it, if you need to look at the waiver wire because you have 
a Justin Herbert who's out for the year or a banged up whoever. Um, Gardner Minshew and Will Levis have pretty good playoff schedules. Um, they have weapons around them. Will Levis has one of the best running backs in the league, so he has play action that will be built off of, and he's slinging it to D-hop right now. Um, so I think you can trust in those two guys, as Gardner Minshew and Will Levis. Um, going into running backs with really good schedules, you're going to have Kyron Williams with the Rams. Uh, they do play the Saints in week 16 and the Niners in week 18, but they play the Commanders and Giants in the other two weeks. Um, and he's a pass catching back, and the Saints struggle with that type of running back. So you can't be scared of the the big bad boys in New Orleans anymore, uh, even though they do fare pretty well against running backs. Um, and then the Patriots running backs, I say Patriots because it could be Zeke or it could be Ramondre if he comes back from injury. I'm not entirely sure on his timeline for return, but when he does come back, I'd maybe give him a week before you plug him in unless you just really need him. But Zeke should have pretty good matchups. Um, Tony Pollard with the Cowboys, he's going to have good matchups along with Dak. I think pretty much anybody on Dallas's team is going to be a good play. Um, and then some other guys that you're going to be starting anyways, DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, they're all – they have good schedules going forward too. So you can have confidence in them. And then some sleepers that you might – not be playing every single week. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he's hurt or he missed last week. So you have to monitor that. And then Rashad White with the Bucks, um, they have a pretty good schedule going forward for running backs. And he's been pretty solid all year. Uh, wide receivers, I'm going to just go off of groups that have good matchups, not individual receivers, because there's a lot of one, the one and two guys, and sometimes even the three. Um, are playable in fantasy. So you have Dallas at number one. They have a really good schedule because Dak has a good schedule and he's playing insane right now. The Rams have a really good schedule. That's Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. Both of them are – if you have both of them, you can plug them in and have some confidence. Uh, the 49ers have good playoff schedule coming up. Um, so with that, if you need to trust in Brock Purdy to do so, you can. But Brandon Ayuk and Debo are going to be good plays. Uh, the Seahawks also have a pretty good uh, schedule going forward. So, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, even Jackson Smith and Jigba, if you need him, you can have some confidence in playing him. And then some sleeper teams, groups that you may not have a lot of faith in uh, is the Cardinals and Ravens. They have pretty good schedules going forward. And they have really good quarterbacks. So, Zay Flowers, uh, Odell kind of been stepping up good for the Ravens. And then Hollywood Brown for the Cardinals is going to be a good play. Going into tight ends, you're going to have the guys that you have to play because it's such a weird group in fantasy. Um, so you're Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson. You got to play them along with George Kittle, Sam Laporta, and then some younger guys, Trey McBride, uh, Jake Ferguson. You got to play them. David Njoku, Joe Flacco has been feeding him the ball. He just had a monster performance. And Dallas Goddard's back for the Eagles, so I think you can have confidence in playing him. And then some other guys that you could plug in that wouldn't be bad plays. They might even be available on the waiver wire is Kate Otten with the Bucks, Dalton Schultz if he's healthy with the Texans, Pat Fryermuth with the Steelers, Isaiah Likely with the Ravens filling in for Hurt Mark Andrews, and that system really loves their tight ends. Uh, 
So he'd be a good pickup. And then Tyler, he'd be with the Rams because he's used almost like a receiver in that offense. And Matt Stafford really likes throwing him the ball. Uh, I didn't do kickers because, I mean, they're kickers. You really just want to ride with a good offense. Can't really go off of matchups. Most of the time you have your kicker already. Uh, but going into defenses, there are some teams that you can kind of focus on. If you have them, you can play them with confidence. Um, or they might even be available. If they are, you need to go out and pick them up. That's the, the six teams that I'm really wanting to look for is the Rams, the Jets, the Browns, the Falcons, the Packers, and the Chiefs. Um, so some of those teams might not be available, but some of them might be. Uh, if they are, I would pick them up and consider playing them depending on who you have already on your roster. Um, and then you're going to move into some guys to avoid. Uh, that If you have them and you need to play them, I mean, go ahead, play them. But if you can avoid playing them, by all means, try to or temper your expectations for them. Um, at quarterback, you're going to have Tua. He has a really tough schedule going forward, but with Tyreek Hill playing insane, I'm, I'm not going to say he's going to do terrible, but I don't think he's going to be putting up the 20 to 30 points that the ceiling that he, he might could. Uh, Sam Howell is going to have a rough stretch of matchups, and he's not going to be performing as well. Then Trevor Lawrence, he's banged up, so he's not going to be playing well. Jared Goff has a rough schedule, and so does Jordan Love. Uh, so I temper my expectations for those guys. And then for running backs, uh, a lot of these guys you're going to be playing just because of the position group in fantasy this year. Uh, so Kenneth Walker, James Conner, Saquon Barkley, Brian Robinson with the Commanders, and Joe Mixon have the five hardest playoff schedules for running backs. Um, so temper, you're going to be playing those guys, but you can temper your expectations for them. Uh, and then some other guys that you might could consider that aren't going to be just really, really good is James Cook, Jerome Ford, Devon Achan, and Raheem Mostert. All those guys are going to have pretty tough matchups too. So if that helps with choosing who to play, you might want to lean away from them if you can. Uh, going into receivers, like last time, I'm just going to do the groups, the teams that have bad matchups, and the five hardest schedules – are the Dolphins, Commanders, the Bills, the Browns, and the Chiefs. Um, that means, like, their number two or three guy, if you have them, probably don't play them. But don't bench Tyreek Hill. Don't bench Stephon Diggs. Probably play Amari Cooper. But they might not put up 30 to 40 points like they probably could, but they're still going to get you your points. Um, but that's more for the fringe guys. Uh, like your Terry McLaurin or your Jalen Waddle, um, you might not play them if you don't have to, but if you need to, you have to. Um, some tight ends to avoid if you can are Hunter Henry uh, with the Patriots, Michael Meyer with the Raiders, Logan Thomas, Evan Ingram, um, and Taysom Hill. He's listed as a tight end in fantasy, and he's been banged up. Uh, I don't really – I don't have them in any of my leagues. I've been blessed with good tight end shares in almost all of my leagues. Uh, but if you have to play him and he's healthy, I don't see the problem with it because he's not used as a tight end. Uh, so that matchup might be a little 
it might say it's a bad matchup, but he's not going to be used as a, as a tight end. He winds up quarterback, running back, receiver, returns kicks. I mean, he does a little bit of everything. So you can kind of adjust that as you want. So if you need to play him, you can have a little bit more confidence in him. Um, some defenses to avoid that I don't th- even think people are going to be playing them unless you're in a really deep league to begin with. Uh, the Raiders, the Giants, the Titans, the Steelers, and the Patriots. Uh, usually the Patriots are pretty good at playing defense, but temper your expectations because they have a pretty tough matchup going forward for defenses. They're going to be playing some good offenses. Um, Dallas and Baltimore also have some pretty tough schedules, but they're the number one and two defenses in fantasy. So if you got them, play them. They're just about matchup proof. I think it's safe to play them. Temper your expectations. They might not get you 20, but they could still get you 10 in any given week. Uh, so I, I think that's just about it as far as team players and teams to target and players and teams to avoid going forward for the fantasy playoffs. And then, I mean, you're going to have your studs that you have to play, but this is more for those fringe guys that if you're really looking at matchups, uh, going forward, that's what you need to focus on on your fringe guys instead of your the, the normal starters. So, and picking up guys off the waiver wire, playing keep away. Look at what your opponent's going to be having on their team. There's no bye weeks going forward, but look at their holes. If they had Justin Herbert, go pick up Russell Wilson if he's available, or CJ Stroud. I, I doubt he's available, but or a Gardner or a Levis. If you have a roster spot. You kind of start playing keep away at this point based on your opponent's needs. Um, so there's that. And if you made the playoffs, best of luck to you. If not, don't give up. Um, keep trying. Just play it like keep playing on, on fantasy because there's this best practice. It's like going to a bowl game. You get the free practices. That's four or five weeks of fantasy football that you get to play and you get to practice and, mess around and see what you can do for next year, getting ready for next year, uh, if you care about it that much. So, um, All right. Sorry, I am back. That was That's fantastic. I heard the last bit of it. Fantastic stuff. Um, anything else about anything else about fantasy? I hate to be the one to beat you this week. That's going to stink for you. Uh, but You can try, but it's only happened <laughs> twice in that league. And it's true. Right now I'm projected to beat you by 20, so. No, I made some moves. Unless you made some moves, let me. I'm gonna go back and check. I don't. I was 135 last that I saw. So so. While you're checking, I got two pieces of info for you. If you're playing a quarterback and you have no faith in him, there's this guy. He's new to the league. I don't know. He's been injured all season, but his name's Aaron Rodgers. He plays for the Jets. Uh, Pick him up and put him on your IR. He'll be back. 16 or 17. I don't know which one, but he's gonna be back. Also, Jake Browning for the Bengals. He's been playing sneaky good. He got a little banged up last week. If you're feeling frisky, maybe you go out and pick up an AJ McCarron. That name sounds familiar. Old Alabama guy. Yeah. Also, the Raiders always win a game they shouldn't win, and that game looks like it's going to come on Christmas Day in mm. Kansas City. And, uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out to my 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 guy that I'm going to put some disrespect on dude here. He just told you not to worry about him, but Michael Mayer is due for a game. He and I went to the same high school. So shout out to a uh, good old cuff calf. Uh, 
he's he's due for a game, and what better way to show up Travis Kelsey? That's all I'm saying. I know nothing about NFL. This is not fantasy football advice. Do not listen to sidelines, Hale State. Thank you. Mayor has had good – he's been promising all year. Uh, if I needed him, I was looking at picking him up. He's been on my watch list all year. So, he might have a good matchup or two in the playoffs. Uh, but, in general, he has one of the, the tougher schedules. Um, so, it's not saying if you need to play him, play him. If not, if you can't avoid him, I would probably avoid him. Uh, but he, next he year, sat on my bench all year. So yeah. for the record, looking at next year, he's probably going to be up there as one of the younger guys that you can target with a lot of promise. Uh, so there is that going forward. All right. So we're going to take a very brief break and then we are going to come back and we are going to do our Christmas song draft with Mrs. Beanwell. Going to be a fun time. She's going to have an AirPod. She's going to be in here with me. Um, uh, I And it's going to be a fun time because we didn't really plan on uh, on Mrs. Bean being in here, but she's going to be in here. So it's going to be a fun time. And then uh, we'll give our hot takes of the week, and then we are going to peace out after that. So stick around. We'll be right back with Stark Pavilions. Uh, see you here in a second. Welcome back to Stark Villains. We are about to do our Christmas song draft. Before we do, our guy Sidelines is going to give his uh, movie picks from last week. And so now you can't go off of anything we said before, unless you just want to give us your top four or top five. That's fine. So I'm just going off of, I looked at the graphic that you posted on Twitter. Obviously I listened to the show last week, but uh, you guys left some big ones off the board. So, yeah. Okay. Just gonna throw five out, and this this would be what I would have picked them if they were in order. So, uh, my personal favorite is a year without a Santa Claus, the old claymation one with the Miser Brothers. Uh, that's my number one every year, and you all left it off the board. Disrespect, un- unnecessary. <laughs> uh, second, uh, classic. It's a Wonderful Life. Hello, hello. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, this I think. I think I might have remembered this one from the podcast where you guys mentioned it as, as an honorable mention, but the Santa Claus definitely need to be on somebody's yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. Yeah. So with with my Rudolph pick, it was between Rudolph, Charlie Brown, and Frosty. Uh, and I went with Rudolph out of those three. Uh, probably should have came back around for that. my fifth pick with one of those. Probably could have won because my last pick was – very uh, opinionated. Not a lot of people have watched that movie. <laughs> um, my my number five is one that probably half of the people in this world haven't heard of. It is a new one on Netflix. It's called Klaus. And it is really, really Ooh. good. It is good. So uh, if you haven't seen that and you're a Netflix member, go look it up. It's worth it. That's all Excellent. I got. Silent so, Night was a good one from that came out last year with yes. uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. That's personal favorite last year. Uh, that didn't get mentioned, but just kind of wanted to show it some love this week. I love it. Okay, so you may have heard a different voice than the ones you've been hearing for this entire podcast. We are joined for hopefully not the last time, but the very first time, uh, Mrs. Beanwell. She is my wife. We uh, got married in October, and this is the first time she's been on 
uh, the podcast. Are you are you excited for the uh, for this Christmas song draft? Of which you are an expert. Okay. So we are doing same thing as uh, as last week. We will be doing a snake draft uh, because sidelines and Mrs. Bean are our guests. They are going to go first, and then it will be uh, at the dude MSU, and then I will take the fourth pick, and then we will snake back around, and uh, we will have a great time doing. I'm excited for this because movies was a lot of fun last week. So, do you, you want to go grab a chair? You can sit in this one if you go grab me another one. Okay. Okay. So, we got a little bit of time. Sidelines. Give us your first overall pick. Oh, no. Hold on. I lost everything. Okay. We're back. Nope. Um, How long is it going to take her to get a chair? Not that long. Okay. I'm going to forego my first pick and let her choose first. Oh, but, okay. But uh, you, need, you need to make sure she is, like, right on that microphone so I can hear her. Okay. I got you. So, is this, is this a trading of the first overall pick? Uh, so to say, I, I have a feeling of what the first pick's going to be, and I really don't want to make it. But uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling she's not going to be shy of picking the one that nobody wants to pick. Okay, so you've been given the first overall pick. So you let me know. I'm making the graphic as we do this. So. Mrs. Bean, what is your pick for the uh, first overall? Hold on, wait, 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 one second. Before we do that, well, let me just fix something real quick. Mine's like the first overall? Yes, you'll be the first overall. No pressure. Moving some things around. It is, but it's a big moment. Just pick the I... layup. It's all right. <laughs> you're not going to get judged. You're trying to, you're trying to put together the best team of uh, Christmas songs. Trying to win a Twitter poll. Just know if you don't try to win a Twitter poll, pick it. Okay. Um, Santa Baby by Ariana Grande and Liz Gillies. Oh, I like it actually. Hmm. It's fire. That wasn't the layup, though. It was. It was. I like how you had to specify it's more reason. Yeah. Okay. Sidelines. You said you had a gimme, a layup, even. What do you have? Man, nobody. Nobody in their right mind wants to pick this, but it has to be it. And it's it's all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah. Mm. I mean, it is. It, it's, it's actually grown on me. I used to work at, at a skating rink, and I heard it all the time. But it has kind of grown on me a little bit as I've gotten eight, older. Eight years of retail. Mm. <laughs> That'll do it. Dude, what do you got for your pick? Okay, so guess set the stage for this one. It's uh, it has to be played by this band. It cannot be anybody else. It's this version of the song. It is "Care of the Bells" by the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Taking it my first round because it just gets me fired up for the holidays. It is a good it's one. One of my favorite Christmas songs, and it's just. You could play it in the background of anything in the holidays and just let it run. It is never it, gets old. It is fantastic. Is it that one from Home Alone whenever yes. he's like going to set up the house? Yes. Yeah, that's that's gas. Just, I'm not going to hold you. That's a great it's all instrumental, and you could play it any time in the month of December. I love it. I love that one. Okay. Ariana Grande also has a version of this song. I am not picking Ariana Grande's version. I am picking 
uh, Last Christmas by Wham. I love uh, that song. And then I have a I have a back-to-back pick. So I think I'm going to go... Oh, I could go funny. I could go funny with it. I could go... Nah, I'm going to go classic on it. I'm going to go Jingle Bell Rock. Okay. Okay. I think I'm getting... I think I might be reaching for that one. I probably could have gotten that in the next round, but still. Dude, what do you got? Uh, So... This might come back to bite me. I'm going with another personal favorite, uh, "Christmas in Dixie" by Alabama. I That's love a good one. It's got to be played. It's got to be on your Christmas list. It it's just a classic. You can't beat it. <laughs> All right, sidelines. What say you for number two? Uh, I'm gonna go with a little bit of. Uh... A little bit of mood here. We're going to go with Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Mm. It's a good energy song. Get that you, is a good one. hyped up. Mrs. Bean, your second overall pick. And you're going to get two back-to-back picks. Oh, that's a good one. What, by Pentatonix? Mm-hmm. Okay. Announce that one we couldn't hear. Hallelujah by Pentatonix. Uh. <laughs> All right. And then, All right, and then you got another pick. What thing? I'm a little surprised that, that it was specifically the Pentatonix. It has to be. It's I the best version. It does, but okay. Um, I'm gonna go with I can see that. Dead air. You at least gotta you gotta talk through your thought process at least. Make it seem like you're not stalling. I'm not stalling. I'm trying to figure it out. I know you're While not. she's trying to figure it out, how deep are we going in this pick? Is it five picks? It's five. It's five. All right. You gotta be gotta be selective here now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a great one. If it falls to me, I'm gonna be really happy. I'm not gonna lie. I think I got my next two. Yeah, I'm ready. What do you got? Mary Dick. Oh, that's a good one. That was going to be my next pick. That's a really good one, actually. That's a very solid one. I I like it. Sidelines. That's a really good one. I like that one. All right, go ahead. Sidelines. We're going to go with rocking around the Christmas tree. Mm. Mm. That really put me in a bind here. We're all about applying the pressure here. I think I got to go back to country on this one. Okay. Let It Be Christmas by Alan Jackson. I like it. Okay. I'm going to have to, I'll I'll clean up this graphic. It looks really bad right now. Um, For mine, the first one I'm going to take is Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Amen. And then I will take in my secondary pick. Mm, I can go him with it. Christmas. 
Oh, I want to win the Twitter poll, and I know what I need to say in order to, to get the Twitter poll wins for this one. I really don't want to do it. I will go Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm doing it because I want to win things. Dude, what do you have? I think I'm going to go with I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus nice. with my fourth pick. Yep, I think that's what that's what I'm going with. I like it. Sidelines. What say you? You guys are going really modern on me. I'm trying to look at my list here and see if I got anything worthwhile in that category, and I don't think I do. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with uh, with one that I always love and my kids love. Uh, let's do Christmas. Don't be late by the Chipmunks. Oh no, you you're in your bag. I'm not going to lie. You know your you know ball. You're in your bag. I love that pick. Oh, I got two. I got two home runs to finish this thing out. It doesn't oh, matter man. what she picks. She ain't gonna pick one of these two. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Mrs. Bean, what do you got? Mm-hmm. Okay. Snowman by Sia. Snowman by Sia. Uh-huh. Okay. That's you definitely could have had that one in the last round. But I mean okay, so you got a back to back pick. Mean? I'm just saying that's not a pick. People are gonna be like, what is that song? I oh already... no, they know. Okay. If you if you think we'll see what Twitter <laughs> it's a, it's says. A popular TikTok song. Oh, is, oh, okay, okay. I'm not on the TikTok song. That's fine. You're gonna get lounge dog up in your comments and like, who are these people on this first team? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish it, oh man, that, that'd be funny. Okay, so you've got one more pick. What do you got? Um, let's go back to my classic Christmas. I've got one, I think that's. Uh, I got my um, next one, then I'm going to be very upset if it gets picked. Yeah. We haven't said anything like in like hymns or anything like that. I think it's really funny. Well, Hallelujah is sort of. Uh, yeah, I'd say Hallelujah is like a hymn. Well, you know, it's... Um... I need you here. What? Come on. You need me here? I need you to hurry up. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> I'm doing what I can. Just tell her to pick the cringe song of all Christmas songs. Yeah. It's been canceled. What? what? The, the one that got canceled. They got... Oh, the one... Uh... Yeah. What is it? Maybe cold outside. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. Okay, but hot take. I like that song. It's not. It's really not. I think it's a good song. Yeah. I mean, I don't see. I just is it. But is it top five worthy? No, it ain't top five worthy. I like the song. Oh, I might steal that if you don't take it. No, that's not a Christmas song though. I mean, it is. It's not a Christmas song. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay. Um, the draft clock would have already passed you by. I don't care. You're one of the guests of honor. Correct. But I'm a woman. <laughs> and what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go have yourself a merry little Christmas oh, okay. by Sam Smith. 
Oh, okay. 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 Sidelines. You've got, you said you had another home run for us. Do you want to go? I'm going to let you all pick here. Do you all want to go with another classic or do you want to go with hip hop? I think you got to go with what will win the Twitter poll. Don't yeah. make the mistake that I did last week. Yeah, uh, and you gotta you gotta pander. That's why I picked mistletoe. Not we're gonna, we're gonna go Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Oh, hmm. that is I saw that one earlier. Bag. That's coming out the bag for me. Um, Hold on, how do you how do you spell the last part again? I saw it. Oh, Hollis, I found it. I found it. H O L L I S. I got it. Okay. That is true, dude. What do you okay. got? So for my last pick, really, really surprised it fell this far, and it's a classic. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. Feliz Navidad. Mm, I saw it earlier, and I almost gotta took take it. it. You can, you can't pass this up. It's got to be taken in this draft. So I'm taking it in the last round. That's I probably really could have taken one. it earlier and gotten all my other options. Uh, yeah, but, but Amazon's trying to replace that that Hispanic song with another Hispanic song this year. You're not gonna win nothing. They, they can't replace Felice Navidad. Okay. Hold on. I had one, but now everything's been thrown off. Y'all are giving some really good answers. Um, While you're thinking, I got I got a list of 43 songs here, and I think we've picked <laughs> maybe 10. Yeah. And I'm telling dude, that's why these are really fun because you kind of like, oh, this is what like other people really like. Like you have your, um, you have your pick of every classic Christmas song almost. It's crazy. With my final pick, I'm picking Winter Wonderland by Bing Crosby. Mm. It's not the best Bing Crosby one, but you know, we'll allow it. I'm I'm trying to dig in my bag a little bit. We'll just see. Okay, so as a recap, we've got Mrs. Bean with uh, the Ariana Grande version of Santa Baby. We've got Hallelujah by Pentatonix, Mary Did You Know, Snowman by Sia, and uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. By Sam Smith. Sidelines, you have what was your first pick? Eight is all I, all I want for Christmas is you, which is a, that's a banger. Run, run, Rudolph. Uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, Christmas, don't be late by the Chipmunks, and then Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. I think that's a great sleeper pick. Um, dude, you have uh, Carol of the Bells uh, from from who is it by again? It's it'll be like Siberian Orchestra. Got it. Uh, Got to be them. Christmas and Dixie. Let it be Christmas by Alan Jackson. Uh, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus and Feliz Navidad. That's a great team. Um, then I have Last Christmas, Jingle Bell Rock, Blue Christmas, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber, and Winter Wonderland by Bing Crosby. I think I have a lot of classics on that one. I think, but there will be a Twitter poll uh, up in the morning when this. When this, uh, well, it'll probably be around noon when this poll goes live. So be sure if you're listening to this, be sure to vote for your favorite team. Yeah, and, and comment on all the ones that we missed since I've got 30 here that, yes. that I'm like, man, this one didn't get picked. This one didn't get picked. How did nobody pick? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. What's going yep. on here? Look, I was gonna pick it that, uh, Dominic the donkey. I mean. Those are two classics. Dominic the Donkey is one. Anytime it came on at work, we just we missed Oh Holy (laughs) Night, Frosty the Snowman, Jingle Bell Rock. 
Oh no, we didn't. I brought you about Rock. My bad. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Uh, Deck the Halls. Um, it's beginning the to look a lot Christmas like Christmas. Song. We missed the Christmas song. It's literally yeah. the title. Yep. Um, this Christmas, Carol the Bell. Well, we did Carol the Bells. Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep, and there's yours. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I'll win. Maybe. You better retweet it. Yeah, you do. So, I mean, if you look at TikTok side of Twitter, it's the whole of it. I don't think it will. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think it will. So, then I'm going to win. I don't think it's going to be that side of Twitter. I'm just saying, uh, Dylan Gabriel probably picked Oregon over us because nobody picked Mela Kaliki Maka. (laughs) That's another classic. You only have five picks. Okay. I love that song. It reminds me of the Christmas vacation. Oh, Christmas vacation came on today in class, and I was like thinking about that. You know, yes, that's the greatest Christmas movie ever. And it is. And I was like, wow, I could be able to have a couple of hot chocolate right now and jam jams if it weren't for these horrible children. Okay, well, Did she vote for my team last week. I, I think she voted for yours. I think she voted. Is it a blind poll? It was. There was a blind poll. I did tell her the teams, but I, I think she. I don't Go to media, <laughs> click media, because yeah. I retweet. I'd be retweeting a lot of stuff. Bro. Who who picked uh, Hunger Games? Who was that last week? You said Hunger Games? Yeah, didn't somebody yeah, pick yeah. Hunger Games? No, Hunger someone picked no, Narnia. No, 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 the Narnia. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, who that wasn't up? me. Because whoever that was, I was like, oh. yeah. I was on board National with whoever had Narnia until that last one. And I was I was yeah. off the boat. I was a little surprised when he when he picked uh when he picked Narnia. It wasn't me. It was, These it are was all Pedro. really good. Which team do you like? One, two, or three? Yeah. I went one for the record. So I had Grinch, Christmas Carol, Polar Express, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, and Deck the Halls. If I could switch them out, I would switch Mickey's for uh, Christmas Vacation. And that would be my, like, epic. But the Grinch has to be the Jim Carrey version. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, has she seen Four Christmases? Oh, yes, love Four Christmases. Yes, yeah. I would also switch out Deck the Halls for probably more Christmases. Because I like the only version I love when I want to watch every single Christmas. Oh, I disagree, I love them all. See, I don't. See, I could watch, um, I could watch the Polar Express. Like, I love the Polar Express. But I watch. I'm gonna watch Christmas Vacation every day here because it's freaking fun. Give me, give me your Christmas hot take, Liz. My Christmas hot take. Yes. Yeah. No, like, just give me, give me a hot take about Christmas movies. Like, what's your, what's a, what's a sneaky favorite? Uh, or what's, or what's one that's overrated? Um, one that's overrated. Uh, a Christmas Story. It's not that good. Okay. Oh my. Okay. And you're saying that one's unbearably cheesy. So well, if you, I don't know if you've seen it, there's, they made, uh, I think it came out last year. They made the, he came back to town. So it was like a, a Christmas story part two. 
I forgot the exact name of it, but it it adds a whole nother dimension to the, to the original. And that just makes your appreciation for it go through the roof. It's a very good watch. If you haven't seen it. Her little, her little face uh, lit up whenever you said that she did not know that. So she is, she's added that to the list. I will say an embarrassing thing that I hate almost, I I hate Hallmark. Oh, okay. I I don't think that's a hot take really. But it's not, but. I find myself when my mom's watching them. Oh, you watch them? I sit down and then I ask questions. I'm like, what happened before I got in the room? Oh, no. I'm one of those. But they suck you in because you Fair. know it's going to end well. You know she's going to leave the neighborhood and go back to New York City. <laughs> Spoiler back. alert. And going to marry the farmer down the road. You know who he is. <laughs> but it's the intensity. It's right, the Right, sure. Okay. It's, it's me wanting to be a person. It's that I okay. Sidelines, give me your Christmas movie hot take. Um, what is that list again? Christmas movie hot take. I also am not on board with the Christmas story, just mainly because it's so overplayed. Wow. I I don't mind it once, but um, I don't want to watch it on twenty four hours. Shout out whatever TV channel that plays that for twenty four hours straight. Um. I am always a a claymation movie fan. Like all of those, they're they look terrible, but I love them all. And uh, the Christmas season doesn't start for me until Elf starts. I know a lot of people mm. don't like it, but I'm a I'm a big big Elf fan. That's about as hot take as I get. Okay. That works on a Christmas movie. It is. Okay, she's definitely not going. To- <laughs> she's not going. <laughs> Banned. Another hot take. I've never seen Die Hard. You've never seen Die Hard? No. Well, you can't say it's not a Christmas movie until you've seen it. That's true. You might get in there and you're like, this is a winter wonderland right now. Not the it's winter not. wonderland. <laughs> it's winter wonderland. Um, if that's winter wonderland, then so is Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, fair. <laughs> I, guess, I guess in the same breath, a good hot take would be that any movie that has any scene with a Christmas theme, like Harry Potter and no. Die Hard, oh. all of these, they're all Christmas movies. Everyone. Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and um, we there like there's a lot of movies like that you wouldn't expect. Like Prometheus has a Christmas scene in it. Uh, American Gangster has a Christmas scene in it. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse has a Christmas mm-hmm. scene in it. Like it's any little bit I hang on to. So like or everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, she thinks it's not very good. It's, it's not. It won all of the awards. It's not good. Sorry. Though. Anyway, I, I I always think it's funny because like by that logic, like Spider Man two thousand two is a Thanksgiving movie because there's a scene that takes. Scene, yeah, yeah, they have a scene at Thanksgiving. So I'm like, oh, that's a Thanksgiving movie. But is there really a Thanksgiving movie? Like, I didn't know that was a category. Do they really I have a Thanksgiving movie category? I'm gonna look up Thanksgiving movies right now. I'm sure there's an earnest movie. That's true. I haven't. There is now a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, that's it's that's what I just pulled up. I'm not gonna bother doing that right now. Okay, dude, do you have a a Christmas movie hot take for us? Uh, hmm. I had it and I lost it. Uh, what was it? Oh, here we go. So the Grinch. Don't do the, this. the live action Grinch. 
will give you nightmares. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's true. So, yes, it is a classic. Everybody loves it. You have to give it its dues. It's a good movie. But the animation that came out recently is a million times better than the live action. Oh, they didn't grow up. Nick. <laughs> Nick. But it's just, it, it gives you the great joy. Like, he's a, you know, obviously not like Christmas, but it's in a more toned down because I remember watching it as a kid and being scared of the Grinch. And then as yeah. I got older, I liked yeah. it. But like the new anime version is so precious. And Max, be so brutal. Like, okay. okay. Max, I would die for him. I, let me say this. I think. I think they should have had Jim Carrey do the voice of the of the, the new animated Grinch. Yeah, I could. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think I don't it would really fit. fit. He's too far yeah, just, deep into agree to that. Thinking, yeah, I, I think I have to agree that his voice matters. Matt, well, have you seen the animated Grinch? Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you watched it? I mean, when it came out. We're still watching this. Okay. Uh, watch, watch the Grinch, and then immediately watch. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and tell me that it's not a continuation. Liz will not watch like Claymation and stuff like that, like Coraline or uh, Nightmare, like Tim, basically Tim Burton stuff, basically, she won't watch. I'm just saying, the Grinch and Max look oddly familiar to Oh yeah, I have, I have seen that Christmas. theory. But like, whenever I was a kid, like I couldn't watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, it, it scared me. Like, I still like, it still freaks me out. Like, it's just I don't like to look at skeletons running around. I just don't think that's fun. Um, but I do like the claymation version of Rudolph and Frosty. Okay. Yeah. I do like that's fun. There's a lot of middle ground between those two, but yeah, I, I see what but you're but saying. Still yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. And I don't, I'm not going to watch I really want to make her because it's a really good movie. Hey, there's a scene in that Rudolph that if, if you aren't ready for it as a kid, It'll scare you when the when the abominable snowman comes. Yes! Out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it freaks yeah. me out. You get freaky. You get scary. Okay. Um. Do I have a Do I have a hot take? I do. Hold you on. Have a lot of hot takes. I do have a lot of hot takes. Um. My Christmas movie hot take. I have one, but I don't know if I'm comfortable saying it. Hold on. There definitely is. The last 20 minutes has been nothing but judgment, but that's okay because I enjoy this. Um, okay. I'm going because I got to I gotta find – because there's a movie in particular that I'm trying to think of, but I cannot think of Christmas. Here's the list. Here we go. Okay. Um, okay. No, I'm not talking about Airbud, even though that did appear on this list. Fun fact. <laughs> oh, God. Um, is Edward Scissorhands a Christmas movie? Or is it one of those? Is it one of those where it has it? Oh, so it has a scene. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I have a hot take that a lot of people are not going to agree with, and I'm okay with people not agreeing with this. Um, Home Alone 3 is not that bad. Based over it. Okay, I don't think listen. they need to say Home Alone 3. I think they Home Alone and then put a title behind it, not a number. Yeah, I, I fair. 
Because you did, you did uh, Lost in New York, but I mean that was Home Alone two, Lost in New York. But they, it should have been Home Alone, Lost in New York. But Home Alone three with the with the kid with the really bad bowl cut, it really wasn't that bad. No, it's just I think a lot of people hate on it because it's not the classic. It's not Macaulay, yeah. Um, and then with it being three, I always was like, well, they can't make it a three and then not continue. Like they have no right. connection to it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like what. This is going to be really out of left field, but what Transformers did, they don't have a, a number. They have a, a name with it. Um, yeah. I think that's what they should have done with the three. I think the Home Alone and Home Alone 2, I think those go together because it's the same family. Like, they go together. But the Home Alone 3, I don't think you need to keep it Home Alone 3 and change the change the name like Home Alone something else, not Home Alone 3. So, that's my opinion I, I, on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Numbers. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, they they kind of had numbers attached to. Well, numbers. in a way, but at some point they just stopped. They just stopped caring about the numbers. They stopped putting them out. I mean, you have to figure out how they put them in order. There, I guess. Same I could I could give you the order of all eleven or twelve Star Wars movies right now. Yeah, the same. Off the dome. Yeah. But we're we're like that. We know ball. So, oh, okay. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. Like we said earlier in the pod, we've we we've forgotten more ball than you'll ever know. Yeah. Nick, <laughs> I you, don't six, you don't make the playoffs in six out of your seven fantasy leagues without knowing ball. That is true. That is a very good point. I I did make it. I want you to know that. You made it. I did make the fantasy playoffs. I did lose four consecutive weeks leading into the playoffs, though. It's gonna be five consecutive weeks, but because I'll get eliminated because I'm playing I'm playing the dude. Anyway, okay. Guys, this was very fun. Uh, very special thank you to our guests, Sidelines and Mrs. Bean. Thank you guys for coming on. It was a, a lot of fun. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Yeah, I'm just doing my hands like a, a blessing thing. Stay but blessed. for real, a lot of fun. Uh, we had a great time. It was going to be a great episode to listen to in the morning. Um, dude, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, I think I'm good. Sidelines. Um, no, just... Uh... If you if you somehow don't follow me, drop me a follow SSN yep. underscore Hail State, or if you want the broad SS, SEC stroke, uh, SSN underscore SEC. Uh, you know, just uh, just happy to be here. Hopefully, you guys invite me back on, but you know what it is. It's God's plan. <laughs> it is God's plan. I don't know. Mrs. Bean, do you have anything you want to say to the people before we go? Um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelce have been dating since the summer. Is that true? Is it since the summer? Yes, sir. Do we find this out? Is yes, this breaking news this right now? Breaking news. Found out a few days ago. They've been dating since the summer, since before she ever appeared. And she said that when a kitty was her first kiss. That does make sense because he was like meeting his mom. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So they've been together for about five months now. Thanks for letting us know that. We were dying to know. That's for, that's for all my girlies out there. We're gonna get. We're gonna get because you're on. We're gonna get girlies listening to the podcast now. Is she? A, is she a Swifty? Are you a Swifty? I am. Yes, she is a Swifty. I am also okay. a Swifty now. So, does Taylor take Travis's last name if they get married? No, absolutely not. She's no. capitalized on her last name and she is gonna take it back. Where does it rightfully hurt? So her albums. By the way, stream all Taylor's versions. <laughs> I knew that was coming eventually. By the way, nothing else. Okay. She's gonna lose half of her content if she if this if this doesn't break up soon. She's going to have to do something. 
She's not gonna have any good material to write a song. Like nobody wants a love song that's just a love song. Like there's gotta be some heartbreak. I think in Lover. There. I think Lover's her best song though. Yeah. That is. I that's my girlfriend's favorite song. It's and so good. I, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I do like it. See, that's that we know, but we know so much ball, folks. It's not funny, guys. Hope you have a fantastic day at work, wherever you're at. If you're just sitting at the house, not doing anything, we hope you have a great rest of the day. We will see you next week on another episode of Stark Villains. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Y'all have a great night. Go to hell, most. <laughs>